like, and want are kind of more low vibe. Like in six months, you probably won't care about that thing. It'll anymore. go to Goodwill. You'll probably donate <laughs> it. If it's a need or a love, you're more likely to still be cherishing it in six months. So asking yourself when you're about to, to add it to your cart, do I need this or love it? Or do I like it or want it? Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. How amazing was Christy Dryling last week? Oh my gosh. Wrapping up the January vision, kind of vision casting theme. She's such a visionary, so inspiring. What a way to close out the month. Oh my goodness. I love her. I love everything about her vibe, her aura, her just the way she makes you feel, you know? So make sure to go listen to that. If you haven't, make sure to follow her reach out to her. She'll totally respond. She's incredible. She's such a light. So yeah. And with special with getting magnetic, as you guys have heard, if you've been listening and following along in 2023, we use it as an opportunity to kind of rebrand or reset intentions for the podcast and simplify it one episode a week, the love and business podcast. So we're going to be focused on cultivating love within, within our marriage or within your relationships and growing our businesses, which Sandy and I do together. You may have a business or businesses or dreams or passions you're focused on, but it's kind of that entrepreneurial while also growing love. Because I mean, all the business and everything we do really at the end of the day is to like live an amazing life with our family, right? Mm-hmm. It's all cohesive. So there's the love and business podcast. January, each month we're going to do themes. So January was vision. If It's not meant to necessarily be like, you have to listen in order and do everything in order, but all four episodes that were released were all about vision and growing and cultivating your vision, either solo or with a partner in the new year, in your business, but also in your family and your life and everything. Now, February is frisky February. Frisky February. Are you talking about? Yeah, no. It is not frisky February. That's a good idea though. Maybe 2024. Uh, February is all about getting smart with your money. Yeah. Get smart with your money February. So it's going to be a dive into personal finances. And we're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah. And we're doing it with you. Yeah. So we were like, wait, let's open it up and be really transparent with like where we're at, why we're doing this and take people on that journey and do it alongside you. Yeah. So there's gonna be tools and resources, of course, but it's gonna be stuff that that we're doing and actively going through and might only be one step ahead. And then you teach it a, a great way to actually learn something and integrate something into your life is to go study it, learn it, and then put it into practice and then teach it. Because when you have to teach it, you have to help other people learn it. And it really ingrains in you as like learned knowledge. So that's a part of this for us. So thank you for listening and adding value to us. Because as we're going through this personal finance journey, we're going to be going alongside with you guys and the ability to kind of teach and share and share stories and tools we're using and everything in between. So this couldn't drop at a better time either because today is Wednesday, February 1st. Heck yeah. I love when the beginning of a series starts on the 1st. Like oh, just, so aligned. Yes, aligned. like meant to be. But wait, before we dive into all that, aren't we going to start with our A block? Yeah, we're going to start with the A block. So, but that's that's what's what's where we've been, where we're headed now for our A block. 
which we dive into like just something to connect love, marriage, personal, something between us, Sandy and I. It's something you can answer as a listener or answer or listen to with a spouse or ask your spouse or best friend or roommate or whoever later on. But Sandy, I got a question for you. Hit me with it. How much alone time do you need in a given day and when do you need it most? Mm, I think that depends what time of the month it is, how I'm <laughs> feeling, how I slept the night before, if I'm hungry. Like there's so many factors. I feel like that really varies. There's days where I don't need alone time and there's days when I just want to be alone. So mm-hmm. that answer, that is my answer. Yeah. You're a very fluid person. If if I had structure around it, I realize I do love like waking up uh, us in the same bed, but at some point doing a morning routine where I can kind of get into whatever it is I want to do within a morning routine, read or something like by myself and obviously with Cam and Cam's kind of an early riser and she usually gets around six and we're manifesting that gets closer to seven. But with kids and with everything, you do have to be very intentional about a morning routine. Sandy and I have done morning routines together. We've done them separate. We've done everything between. I freaking love doing morning routines with you actually. But I realize in the morning, there's some time, whether it's me reading or meditating or something where I like kind of some alone time. And then later on the day, I usually go to the gym for an hour and that's like alone time at the gym is kind of me and myself, I guess other people are around, but those are kind of how I think about my alone times. So like an hour and a half is what you need? That's like I don't know if minutes. it's a quantity. It's just like, yeah, a, a like little bit of intentional alone pockets. time. Yeah. Just, just if mm-hmm. I was intentional about doing something for me that day, like just me by myself, like it, that that's good intentional alone time. It doesn't matter how long it was. I feel like you had a more concise answer than me. Yeah. Yours was just, it depends. Well, you hit me with a question. I was didn't really know. Yeah, you just go with the gut. You're good at that. All right. Anyway. Anyways, let's get to what we call the B block. And that's the main, you know, chunk of today's episode. It's the true intention behind today's episode. So let's start by talking about like, how is this inspired? Yeah. Like, how did we even come about this theme for the month? We were going to call it like finance February or whatever. But actually, I think a big part of what inspired it Wade and I don't watch a lot of TV. We don't watch a lot of Netflix. Recently, we have been. Mm-hmm. And we watched this show on Netflix called Get Smart With Your Money. Highly recommend. Yeah. Highly recommend. It's only one episode. It's not like a long series. I think it was like an hour and a half. And it was really awesome. It featured four different stories, like real life, true people. Um, It was everything from like an NFL football player to a single gal, like fresh out of college that was living paycheck to paycheck to like a mom that had a ton of student debt that was an emotional shopper um, to a family that made a lot of money, but spent a lot of money. And they all had different like money blockages and limiting beliefs and debt or maybe approaching debt or just feeling like they could be smarter with their money. And so there was different like financial advisors that came in. It was almost like a reality TV show, Mm -hmm. but like we learned around money, around money. Yeah. But we learned a lot. Like we took, I mean, it was all like basic knowledge stuff. Like none of it was like earth shattering or like super crazy wild, never heard this information before, but it just kind of opened our eyes. It created a dialogue amongst us where we started being like, whoa, like we make a lot of money and we spend a lot of money. Yeah. And we could probably be a lot more mindful about how we do things. So I think uh, there was a few big things for me because, you know, my background is in finance. I have a master's degree in finance that doesn't necessarily teach you how to be wealthy or how to even do your own personal finances. It does teach you how to be a very good finance employee and understand finance and how businesses work. But it would have been easy for me to be like, uh, 
I'm an investor. I have my master's in finance. Like this is gonna be pretty basic finance knowledge. Like there's not gonna be anything I don't know. And that thought did flash through my mind. But what I realized is no, I have something to learn from everyone. And it's always good to be reminded of even the basics and getting back to basics. But the bigger thing is in watching this with Sandy, we're going to be aligned on it together and on a journey together on it. If we just keep, you know, we're kind of in our separate lanes. Oh, wait, you deal with the finances, like whatever does it, you know, that's your thing. And now it's more our thing, which was a really big step for us because I've even seen huge strides, even since we just watched a simple Netflix show and we learned some stuff from it. I was more reminded of stuff from it. And it was more the feeling and the alignment in our energy together. Like, let's get smarter with our money. Let's get more intentional with it. And all of a sudden, even over the last few weeks since we saw it, we've been more intentional. And Sandy's been like leading the charge in a lot of ways. Like, I just realized like sometimes when I get emotional or stressed, like I'll just buy stuff or I'll go to Target because it's kind of fun. And and now I have this like operating system and intention where I run it through like, do I need that? Or do I just want that? Or do I love it? Or do I, and I know you'll probably touch on that, but it's already started to show up in our life. And for me, it's like, I know finance, but I've actually historically, and this isn't my story anymore, but resisted diving into our personal finances because I, I knew we made a lot, but I knew we spent a lot. And it's just like, okay, I just want to invest. I want to do whatever. I don't want to dive into budgeting and stuff. It just, it feels. We felt like budgeting was like low vibe. Low vibe. Yeah. But you realize like you can make a lot, but if, if you make a lot and then spend a lot, you always have to go make a lot. If you can make a lot, know what you spend and there's a gap and you can start to invest that you start to move towards that financial flexibility and ultimately financial freedom and ultimately build a life where you have any options where you can work for money, you cannot work for money, your assets can make you money, whatever you want to do. And so a lot of it's been getting aligned as a couple and married and as our family around just something as simple as like this show inspired it. And so sometimes it's just little things in life that can make a huge effect. And so we've started to take the steps and we're just taking the steps. We're aware of, of, We've been aware somewhat of our finances, but we're really diving into it. And we want, you know, to share what we're doing. And maybe that'll inspire some of you guys to be like, oh my gosh, maybe it's time I personally take a dive in or I'm married. Maybe we dive into our finances more and understand it. And a big focus is getting neutral around the topic of money, because if I'm being honest, we're not neutral. Like when I think about opening up my bank account, like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I just money comes in, I spend money. Like, I don't want to look at it. I don't care. Like, I, I don't know. I just am like really naive about it, mm-hmm. which is like definitely a downfall. And Sandy knows how to make money. I give you a lot of credit there. She also knows how to spend. I do money, know how to spend money money. as well. <laughs> um, and what I realized from watching that show actually is that I am an emotional shopper. Like it's true when I'm emotional, when I'm stressed, when I am like, oh, I need a break. Like you can find me roaming the aisles at Target or like buying stuff I don't need on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's the old going to the grocery store for the second time in the day. That might be the pregnancy nesting mode too. That's, yeah, that's I'm like, oh my god, I need sumo oranges. We ran out. I'm craving citrus. Let me run to the store for this one thing, and then I'm hungry, and then I end up buying a hundred dollars worth of groceries that we don't need. Yeah, like one day she came on like, oh, I went to three different grocery stores. Like, was kind of like almost a little proud of it, but she was also was like. But guess what? This place didn't have this, but this place had really expensive this. And like, I'm like, 
That is awesome. It seemed like you saved money, but you also went to three stores and you probably spent two hours doing it and your time is also worth something too. So there's a balance, of course. And if something gives you joy, you know, sometimes you got to do those things too. But I've noticed actually a huge shift in, in us, but I won't speak for myself. I'll speak, you know, in seeing Sandy, just your intentionality behind filtering through your like thinking about and being intentional, like, okay, do I want to spend here? What do I want to do here? Different things. And also being more intentional. We are in our businesses and growing our income and everything in between as well. Yeah. So we did this last year um, and we called it like a no spend February, but we feel like that kind of feels low vibe. Yeah. So we're calling it, which is also pretty much not impossible, but very, you can't no spend, not no spend, but you outside of necessities, like gas, food, I don't know if there was like an emergency or something, Mm -hmm. but outside of like basic necessities, like just being mindful and putting anything on halt, like not like just being like, Oh, let's go out to eat like for no reason and spending $200 at dinner. You know what I mean? So we're doing a smart spend February and what that's going to consist of is we're going to be really mindful around meal planning for the week. Mm -hmm. So knowing like on Sunday nights, sitting down and being like, okay, what do we want to eat for the week? And then ordering groceries or, you know, whether it's Instacart or going to the grocery store with a list and with a plan of intentionally buying things towards those meals versus just being like, this looks good. This looks good. This looks good. And then we review for the month and we're like, why did we spend like $1,500 on groceries? Mm -hmm. We're a family of two plus a little nugget that doesn't eat that much (laughs) food. Like what the heck? So just being more mindful about that stuff. And another thing we're doing this month in February, I tend to be an Amazon queen um, or just online shopper, like I have said multiple times, Target. And so being mindful of when I want something or when I feel like I need something or when something's like calling my name to throw it in the cart, you know, add it to cart, like let's say we're talking online, Amazon shopping and push save for later. Or have a, a saved note in your phone that's like notes, like things I think I need or things I think I want and adding the link or typing out what these things are and revisiting it in March, right? We're going to take it off in February. Just press pause, give it a little break and be mindful of if I still feel like I need this or want this, or this would be like a necessity to our family in March, then we'll totally rediscuss it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming from a space of like, you know, we can't have this or limiting. It's really coming from a space of how many times do I push add to cart, like check out, add to cart, check out, add to cart, check out, like literally hundreds of times a month, like on every single item. Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole point around it is being more mindful, being more intentional, being smart. And then another thing we're doing is we're doing family finance Fridays. So every Friday in February and maybe we'll continue this or maybe we'll do every other Friday moving forward. We're going to sit down for an hour Friday mornings and Wade and I are going to review the week prior. Okay. This is what we set to do for the week. Where did we land? Where could we have done better? Where did we do awesome? So things like that. So those are, those are a few things. Smart spend for February, add to cart or save for later to your cart and finance Fridays or things we're focused on. Yeah. Those are a few tools. And yeah, with the overall goal of like, okay, let's do this series. Let's dive into our personal finances. Let's get aligned on our goals and our vision and where we're going financially. And let's start to understand and be intentional with our spending. I think Sandy and I both agree on the best way to increase your wealth is to increase your income. However, typically when you increase your income, because that can, that can go abundant, right? 
you, you have to live like you can only reduce your expenses by so much, but you can grow your income like pretty much as much as you want. You can go make you can become a billionaire. You, you know, you can only reduce your living expenses by so much. Now, that's also important. But usually when you start to make more, you also start to spend more. Um, you're like, oh, I deserve this. I deserve that. And if you're making just what you're spending, you got to keep making in order to do that. If you can start investing, you sort of set yourself up where your money can work for you. And you don't need to always go work for money. So with the, the concept of smart spend February, it's not no spend, obviously. I think what we'll do is, Sandy mentioned, we have the, the weekly meetings, Finance Fridays. Within that, there's a couple apps. One we just started using, Monarch Money. I think it is like $7 a month. There's another one, Rocket Money, I've heard of. There's Mint.com, which I believe is free. There's a lot of different things. Those three are probably good ones. Um, pick one that you can do to start to like, okay, I'll link my accounts. I can see what's come in, what's gone out. You can start to be more mindful of it because what gets measured gets managed and what you track grows. And when you start to look at and review, what do we bring in? What went out? Where are we at? Did we set a goal? Okay, how do we benchmark versus the goal? How do we do? That's huge. And then just getting aligned together on it. And like every week reviewing finances and talking about it, I think is huge. And then I love what Sandy said too, with the getting neutral with money, we listened, we did, you know, we're still investing in our money mindset. Like we did this masterclass. It was with, uh, I forget her name. Uh, her handle is the manifestation babe on Instagram. And it was like, it was like $44 low, you know, buy-in. It was like a 90 minute masterclass. And it was pretty amazing. But a, a one big takeaway was like, just being neutral with money, not like craving it, desiring it, wanting it, chasing, chasing it, it, like yeah. needing it. Um, it was just like money is just some made up thing by humans as a form of currency to exchange goods, services, whatever. And it's it's technically paper and it's just neutral. It comes in and it goes out. And I don't have this like she was like in no way bragging, but had 6,700 people on this $44 live masterclass and probably more that weren't on live and the recording and whatever. 6,700 times 44 was like $300,000 in like the first three days of the year. And so then there's also the abundance side of it. Like, wow, how much abundance is out there? You can help 6,700 people over a 90-minute masterclass. They all paid $44 for it. You hopefully, and she did, deliver more value than $44. And all of a sudden, that you you that's $300,000. She started her year making $100,000 a day. And it was like, wow, that abundance side of it. So know that that's out there too. But also being mindful of the expenses, I think, I think is huge. And so that's that's what we're going to dive into and start to do. And I'm I'm excited about it. And I think what we'll also do with this uh, smart spend is we'll set and we're like recording this as we're going, right? Like we don't have everything aligned perfectly and set up like here, do this, do that. What we'll do is we'll have a discretionary account each week, let's say like $250 is just jumping out at me a week of like, okay, if we want to go on a date or go out to dinner, like we, we pull from this discretionary account. Otherwise our groceries, our normal bills, our normal like stuff to live will obviously will, will buy or it will be paid. And then we'll have a, a kind of smaller, more intentional discretionary account to be like, I don't want to be like, Oh babe, your, your back is hurting. You can't go get a massage. Like no. oh, here's your discretionary, just take it out of that. And like, we'll, we'll talk about, it. and then it's more intentional instead of what Sandy and I have done historically is I want something. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get the massage. I'm just going to go on the trip. I'm just going to whatever. And that's a beautiful part of life too. But 
we realize this season in well growing our family, we're going to be moving. We're going to be doing all these things. Like just getting intentional with our money is going to be is going to be awesome for us. So we want to invite you to be on this journey with us. And I want to start by asking you, how do you feel about your finances? Like, how do you feel about checking your bank account? How do you feel about the money that you make? How do you feel about the money that you spend? How do you feel about money overall? Like what's coming up for you as I'm asking you some of those questions? I have a lot of room for growth. You do? I re- yeah. I realize, like when, if I think about reviewing the accounts or you ask how do I feel about it, like I wasn't asking you by the way. I know, I know, okay. but just, I'm admitting like I'm excited about the concept or thought of growing, building, making more money, mm-hmm. but also as far as like checking expenses and spending and that even getting a grip around like, what did we spend last month? It gives me some like anxiety. Totally. And it's funny. I think so much of this money topic is rooted in like how you were raised in your mm-hmm. childhood and Wade and I talk about this together all the time and we've shared it before on here, but we had very different upbringings and ways that we like relationship with money growing up. Yeah. And not that one is better than other, but one of us was raised like maybe more abundantly. And one of us was raised more sometimes not abundantly, sometimes worried about like, like, I don't know how we'll afford that or like being mindful of like, I don't think I should order that because I don't want to put my parents in a bind when they're paying the bill, like stuff like that. So very, very different mindsets. And I think sometimes those things like stay with us and they're ingrained in us. And as you partner your life with someone else, like some of those things can rub off on the other person. And I've found like in our relationship, like, and I'm not blaming this on Wade, but I have found that I like tiptoe around him around money, which is not my nature. But, but because I feel like he'll be like, did you really need, like, why'd you do that? Or, huh? Like, and he's not doing it to belittle me, but I sometimes feel like I have to explain why I bought something or, and I know he's not trying to make me feel bad. It's just rooted in like who we are. And so a big part of this is like helping me rewire, like, why do I feel like I deserve, I mean, I do deserve all the things that I want. Right. But like, why, why do I like the first thought I get around, like, oh, I want to get a massage or I want to get a facial or, oh my God, I love that decor section at that um, store. Like I'm going to buy new pillows or new blankets or blah, blah, blah. And without even a thought, I just buy it because I want it when there's not even like, and then it comes I really... to Christmas. I'm like, babe, what do you want for Christmas? She's like, I bought everything already. Yeah. I already bought everything. I so the, <laughs> the whole point is really just like recentering and being like, why am I the way I am? There's nothing wrong with it. But like, let me press pause for a little bit and just be mindful. And maybe I can rewire a few things. So anyway, back to some of my questions, like how do you feel about your finances? How do you feel when you check your bank account? How do you feel when you talk about money? How do you feel about the money that you make? How do you feel about the money that you spend? So you're invited to be on this journey with us. Something Wade and I did last week, and you could do this today. You could do this whenever you listen to this is we sat down and we had a finance meeting um, together. And how we did this was we opened up the Monarch Money app, which Wade had linked all of our bank accounts to it, everything to it. And we went through and got really, really clear on, do we know what our monthly fixed expenses are? So we went through and we actually like looked line by line. I think we did like December and January or something, but we went through just to like get an idea of like how much we're spending and realize like, whoa, there, we don't even like look at this. So there were so many things that were like, what is this? Like, what is it? Like, I think Facebook was one of them. We were like, why do, 
there was like 96 Facebook transactions. That was over the, I think, the year. Okay, whatever. Months, but but yeah. we were like, wait, we don't spend money on, like, what is that? Like, we yeah. pay for advertising. And then we're like, oh, those apps, like, we don't even use or need those. Like, <laughs> So it made us start being like, oh my gosh, like, have we reviewed our subscriptions? Like, have we? I'm like, how much was spent at Target? Yeah. Why was we needed backup linens again? No, I'm just kidding. So just being mindful of that. So we went through and we got like clear and it's not perfect. We still have work to do, but we got clear on what, what our fixed expenses are. And then we made a list of things that like places we need to call, like we're going to shop certain, you know, like we're going to, we're looking into switching our car insurance. We're looking into like calling around to different, like, you know, companies that were that we pay every month and shopping around and being like, does someone else have a better rate? Like, let's just be mindful of those things. I heard my friend even say you could um, call your bank or like your credit card and like negotiate your interest rate, like mm -hmm. stuff like that, where it's like, oh, are we being mindful of these things? So anyway, we we went through our monthly fixed expenses. Do we want to share what our monthly fixed expenses are? Yeah. So let's also break down like a fixed expenses is a bill or something that gets automatically paid or is reoccurring, right? Every month. So there's fixed and there's variable. A fixed expense is <clears throat> your mortgage or your rent. Um, like for us, it's childcare, it's our car payments, it's insurance, it's my uh, gym membership, it's Things that like are an auto payment or that like happen every month. The utilities, the utilities vary a little bit. So they're a little, a little bit variable, but like what are those expenses every month? And then like groceries, for example, is a variable expense because, you know, it could be more or less in a given month. mix because you need So the goal it. of fixed, right. It's a necessity, but the goal of fixed is more so actually the same amount every month. Like totally. what is a bill that automatically, you know, it's going to be that and mm -hmm. it goes out every month. Yeah. And it was five, it was over $10,000, decently amount over $10,000 just in our fixed just expenses. Our fix. Like that's not and even like, including oh my any variable. That's before we buy a grocery, yeah. one single sprout of broccoli. <laughs> um, this is before we go out to eat at all. This is before anything else. Any trips, any like literally any activities we do with our daughter before we get haircuts before we yeah. like any of that stuff. Right. Which is crazy. So we got clear on what are the fix. So what is going out? What are subscriptions, things that we're spending for every month that maybe we don't even use or yeah. like, so those are fixed, but are they necessary? Yes. Our, our rent, our childcare cars, like those things like necessary is a strong word, but like those are, those are something we're going to keep. Yes. Do we need this app? Oh, probably not. Oh, well, what are fixed expenses we could shed? Well, yeah. And Monarch Money and these different apps will highlight and review like, here are your subscriptions. So you can start to look at them like, oh, YouTube, Spotify, this, that, these apps, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, et cetera. So it was really like eye-opening. Like it was good to do that for sure. And then what we did is we have a shared note now on our iPhone that was like Finance Friday, uh, like recap meeting. or meeting. And there's a list of things to do, like cancel this, uh, renegotiate this cost. Go after this reimbursement, like health insurance reimbursement, oh, like gosh, all sorts yeah. of things. Like We're like owed $6,000 from our insurance that like it's been this whole runaround, like nightmare. Of thing. Not to pay and neither one of us have like gone after it. And so anyway, we have all these like finance. We're moving to Denver and we're like, hmm, do we drive two cars? Like, do do we drive two cars over there? Do we sell a car? Do we sell both cars? Do we buy new cars in Denver? Do we need to? Do we do one? Like there's all these like ideas. There's there's so many different ideas, Um, but it's just kind of evaluating what do we need. And then the variable expenses, like we said, is go look back at the last month or two or best case, go look at the best 
90 days, figure out your fixed costs every month. And then what's your variable expenses? How much do you spend beyond those fixed bills and groceries and everything like else? Like getting your nails done yeah. or going out to drinks with your buddies or whatever it is, like all those things, like they add up. Right? And then you look at those and when even by just reviewing it, you're more mindful and you're like, oh, my and if gosh. you're hearing this and you're like resisting this, you're like, I don't want to do that. I get it because that was Same. me for so long. So recap of this episode, I want to encourage you to watch that show. Get smart with your money on Netflix. I want to encourage you, if it feels aligned, to join us in having a smart spend February, getting clear on reviewing your expenses, maybe having like a weekly, you can join us on Fridays, doing like a family finance Friday check-in and really just being mindful of like what's coming in, what's going out. Something I really took away from that show, which you'll, if you watch it, you'll see one of the financial experts on there said, and it was to the woman that was an emotional spender. So I like really related to this. She's like, when you're shopping and you're about to literally pick something up off a shelf and put it in your cart, I want you to ask yourself, do I like this? Do I want this? Do I need it? Do I love it? So like, and want are kind of more low vibe. Like in six months, you probably won't care about that thing. It'll anymore. go to goodwill. You'll probably <laughs> donate it. If it's a need or a love, you're more likely to still be cherishing it in six months. So asking yourself when you're about to, to add it to your cart, do I need this or love it? Or do I like it or want it? Like and want are more low vibe. I realize a lot of my shopping, because I'm an emotional shopper and I'm changing that story, but is like or want, not love or need. And so in making that list of things that I want to add to cart right now and push check out, but I'm going to add it to the list and review in March. I'm being more mindful of, is this something in the moment that I just felt like triggered to buy or Instagram ads was getting me and, oh my God, I can get 50% off and I can get free shipping. And if I add another $99 to my cart, like I'm a sucker for those things. Am I, is it like that low vibe of me feeling like I like it or I want it? Or is this something that I actually need or love? Mm, that was a good one. I think she even specifically was like, when you go to Target or out anywhere. She did yeah, say Target. I was it. like, oh my God, she's talking to me. <laughs> do you want it? Do you like it? Do you do you love it? Do you need it? And like, obviously a need is like, my child grew out of all of it, their clothes. Like they need new clothes or baby food or, you know, whatever. Diapers, yeah. I love it. Okay, I, these are such cute pajamas for my baby, but like she has pajamas her side. Okay, maybe that's a love or a, a want or a like. Um, I also... To end, that was a great recap of just kind of the calls to action. We'll add them to the show notes too to follow along with us or go on your own personal finance journey. But what you realize too is like within a relationship, like you bring everything in. So and a relationship's cumulative or collective money mindset is, I'll say that of the lowest individual within the relationship. Like the relationship will sink to the lowest. So like we have different upbringings and like I brought in a more scarcity money mindset, like from my upbringing in Sandy Bryan, a more abundant. And now while abundant mindset is definitely better from our upbringings, we both like have different strengths from it and ha we're forced to like learn different things and then have different, what most people call weaknesses. I like to call opportunities of growth, like where I had to like mind my money and like know where it was all going, growing up and even through college and everything and really learn and dive into all that stuff. And maybe that's why I resist it now. Sandy didn't have to do that as much, but where she was like abundant and like just thought big and thought freely. And I was more like, no, don't add the extra guac because it's an extra $2. <laughs> like, but whatever your upbringing is, like, I don't want you to be shameful of it either because 
Sandy and I both have strengths and things we learned and blessings from our mindset. And we both have opportunities from our mindset. And we get to come together and work on it together and learn from each other and grow together and grow our collective family money mindset and get aligned there. So know that whatever your your upbringing was and whatever your money mindset is, like I believe everything happens for a reason and it happened that way because it was meant to teach you something. And, and what can you learn from that? And where can you be like, wow, okay, I have a huge opportunity to grow from here. I grew up and my dad would always say money doesn't grow on trees or whatever. Like, where can I start to re realign my money mindset, get more neutral with it and like change kind of my shift, my money mindset, my paradigm. So that's a wrap for episode you one. Have a C block? Oh, we do have a C block. We do have a C block. This is going to be it. It's going to go in tune with this. Um, I heard Jim Rohn say it, and I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I've definitely done some content around it. Not original, just repeating Jim Rohn, and he got it from someone. But it was, if you took all the money away from everyone in the world, and everyone started from scratch, the money would generally end up in the same hands. And what does that mean? It's not like you don't need money to make money. You don't have to come up in a wealthy family. It has nothing to do with necessarily the money that you have. It has everything to do with your mindset within your skills, within your resourcefulness, your resources, your value to the marketplace. These people who have become millionaires, billionaires, most of them had to develop the skills, the the anything to go add enough value to the marketplace to go be paid that much. So if you took it all away from them, they would get it back. They would get it right back. So it goes to show, wow, I can work on that. I can work on my skills. I can work on my resourcefulness. I can build resources. I can add work on adding value to the marketplace because the bigger problem you solve in the world, the more you ultimately get, get paid for that within business at least. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Let's get smart with our money together. Who needs to hear this? Who else needs to get smart with their mm. money? Please share this with a friend or your spouse or a family member or someone that you know would benefit from this, that maybe you want to be on that journey with, that maybe you want to check in on those weekly finance Fridays or just being mindful together on that journey of let's be smart with how we spend our money. Let's be more intentional. Let's be more mindful. Yeah. Thanks. If this added value to you, will you share this on your Instagram stories, tag us. And if you're in for smart spend February, just say like, I'm in for smart spend February with Sandy Claw seven with wellness with Wade excited, share the episode, share the link. We appreciate you all. And we're excited to get more mindful and grow and grow our finances this year. And it's going to start with this month. Yes. And one more thing we have some amazing guests and exciting stuff coming up the rest of the month. So this was just kicking off and setting the tone. Stay tuned for more things that are going to help your money mindset explode. Bye-bye. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. 